0: This week's episode is sponsored by Amber Bath Bathing Essentials. These are the only products that we use. This is what the VIP Wolf Pack uses. If you want the best salts, scrubs, body butters, hand salves, you can use them as chapstick on your little crispy heels, on your elbows. Everywhere that's dry will be fixed with Amber Bath. (laughs) Go to amberbath.com. And use code WOLFPACK25. That's right. You heard us this week. 25% off at Amber Bath using code WOLFPACK25 at checkout. You will not regret it. Welcome to the Sexton. Ow, ow, ow. Welcome back to the Sexton podcast, everyone. You are here with your favorite sisters, and Den Mothers, Lauren and Camille. Hi. Woo-hoo! So just before we get started, I want to let the Wolfpack know that we will not be releasing an episode the week after Thanksgiving. I think that is the 30th. We are taking an off week to give thanks, to enjoy, to relax, and have a little revamp. So we'll be back after that with some more exciting content for you all. But just be aware of that. However, we do usually produce more content for our Patreon members. So if you go to patreon.com slash the sexton, you can enjoy. There are currently seven bonus Q&As on there, never before seen. So if you're missing us, you're wanting to get cozied up with a hot chocolate and listen to more of us, join us at Patreon and get that additional exclusive content. And make sure to stick around till the end of the episode. Lauren and I have a very exciting announcement. So, today,
1: Camille and I were talking about what we were going to talk about with you all, our fabulous wolf pack. And Camille was like, oh, it's pretty hard to plan anything when you're so age and age (laughs) is our word in our house for horny. We think it's so funny. I don't know how it started, but I think it had to have been me. I came up with it saying that I was age.
0: It's always you with the language barriers. Lauren creates these interesting languages. (laughs) And basically I added somebody on Instagram (laughs) Uh-huh. Yeah. Oh wait.
1: Okay, so first we before we get into that, we have to do our weekly update and then we're going to do a whole story about being H and then what to do if you're not H.
0: Yeah, awakening oh. that H energy. Yes. <laughs> if you're not H, uh, okay, I'll start off with my weekly update. I'm announcing it here first folks. I'm officially H. I am He's She's age and she's a little bit aggressive. Yeah, I feel aggressive. I feel a little rowdy. Yes. <laughs> I'm having a lot of fun over on my TikTok, by the way. So my TikTok is Heal with Camille. Really fun stuff. I again have been really productive this week. I have spent a lot of time at the beach. Rudy and I have been doing a morning beach walk every day and it just makes my heart so happy. I don't know if anybody else has had this type of experience where you once liked cats (laughs) and you thought you were a cat person. Didn't really identify so much as a dog person. And then you got a dog. Maybe it was a surprise. Maybe you weren't needing to get a dog and you did like I did. And then this spot in your heart opens up for more love than you've ever experienced in your whole life. And Mm -hmm. now all of a sudden, your whole life is your dog. And that is where I am right now. That's what happened to Camille. Yeah. I change my screensaver every day to a new photo. (laughs) I cry when I look at him. I choose staying in over (laughs) going out
1: because
0: I don't want him to be upset with me. We spend our mornings and evenings together. It's just taken over my life in the best way.
1: <laughs> uh, you really are truly a mom.
0: I am a mom and man, <laughs> I just feel like I can really see how I'll be as a mother because I'm really caring, empathetic. I let him wander a little bit, but not too far. But, <laughs> no, he can be an adventure,
1: but you just need to know where he is.
0: Yeah, yeah, and it seems like we rely on each other a lot. (laughs) I'd like to think it's a two-way street.
1: (laughs) Camille will say, "Hey, says, have you got eyes on Rudy? Have you got eyes on him? Like as if he's a player in a like, yeah,
0: who who has eyes on Rudy? Who has (laughs) eyes on Rudy? Like we need
1: to really know right now."
0: Yeah, I love him so much. So one thing, a little upsetting about this week, we had planned a really cool free diving trip where we were going to take a boat to this little Island and do free diving, free dive on a shipwreck. And it has been so crazy stormy here that they were no longer doing boats to the Island. So the trip that I was looking forward to for three weeks was canceled. Yes. That's the devastating part of my week. And other than that, I've been like dabbling on hinge a little bit. Maybe we'll talk about that during my H phase, yes. during our H subject. <laughs> and I think that's about it for my week. Okay. Well, this weekly
1: update's a lot longer than normal because we're recording again on a Monday instead of a Thursday. So we actually have two weekends to tell you about. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. So, okay. A couple things. We, I went to see Camille where she is with our friend, Alyssa, who's going to be listening to this. We love you, Alyssa.
0: Shout out. This is our third episode we've mentioned Alyssa on, by the way. It's because she's our number one fan. We're her number one fan.
1: We love her. (laughs) So anyway, Alyssa taught me the ropes of how to take the little bus system. And we met up with Cammy and we had one of those days that it just feels like the most fun you've ever had in your life. Basically, it was just nonstop. It was so perfect. All the stars aligned. It was funny. There were elements of humor. We were ripped off. We were charged $10. Okay, <laughs> all this part. In Mexico,
0: it's like this part makes me so mad.
1: Yeah. In Mexico, there is an essence of freedom that you don't have as much in the US. Like in a lot of ways, there are way less rules. Yes. And then in certain ways, there are really weird rules that don't make sense and they're very strict and they Mm -hmm. not budge. Mm -mm. So we went to a restaurant where we ordered a taco plate. The taco plate came with three tacos. I got a taco plate and Camille got a taco plate. We decided to add cheese to our taco plate. Okay. Our, you know, we each got a side of cheese.
0: Yeah. It says at the bottom, add cheese for 35 pesos. Yes. Two
1: bucks. Two bucks. You add cheese. We get the bill and this is not about the cost. It's about the principal. We get the bill <laughs> and we were charged, what was it? Over
0: $10. $10 yes it was two dollars per taco per per... taco no so that pissed me off (laughs)
1: wait I just want to mention how ridiculous this is it's like if you got chili rellanos rellanos and it came with three chili rellanos and you said add green sauce and they charged you per rellano it's so stupid so we were livid (laughs)
0: <laughs> I forgot about that, and I'm so upset you brought it back up. <laughs> yeah, you like you egg them. Not that me. was like that was really. I don't know why it was so upsetting, but it irks me that we had to pay. They would not back down. I said, "That's not what it says on your menu." I got the menu. I pointed to her. I said, "This is bullshit," and it's yeah. not. Again, it's not about the cost. It's about the principle. It's about the
1: principle of being charged for extra cheese per taco, per taco on a taco plate. No, I, I, if if it's no a cart, if you're ordering (laughs) tacos and they're all a cart, they're all a cart. You are purchasing one taco. That's, you know, beans and cheese. You're one taco that's fish and one taco that's shrimp. And there's three separate tacos. I guess. Okay. Then you're paying for taco, but if it's a taco plate, fuck you and your mom. That is so rude. And, and I paid more for the cheese than we did for our tacos. Basically.
0: I can barely even stand it. That makes me so mad. Okay. And I will never go back
1: there again. No, It was so rude. Okay. Then later that night we went and ended up getting piercings and I, this was my thing. I wanted to get piercings. As you can see, Camille's new piercing. I also have Two new piercings, but I had four new piercings.
0: (laughs) (laughs) We went in, and of course, Lauren goes all out. It's like the rage thing. You know, it's like Lauren goes all out. We go into a piercing shop. The guy's like, okay, one. And Lauren's like, five. (laughs) And then then,
1: I had it in my head that I wanted five. Yeah, I decided on five. Yeah, he was like, oh my God. And so I was like, God. okay, where? And of course, also in Lauren fashion, I had no plan. So then I started panicking, like looking on Pinterest, like, okay, you know, what kind of ear do I like? And so I get my two, just the third ones on my lobes and decide, you know what? That's feeling fine. I'm happy. Then Camille gets hers. And then we're literally about to walk out. And I'm like, you know what? give me the two on my cartilage. Give me the two on my cartilage. I have to have them. I almost pass out. They have to get me a Coca-Cola. It's just a dramatic disaster. Yeah. One week later, yesterday, I just decided I can no longer stand the cartilage. (laughs) So I went to a different shop here in Tulum and got them promptly taken out.
0: It was just some money down the toilet. Very last minute decision. If you're watching the video, you can see my ears a little swollen and red because that's what a piercing does in the first week. Lauren was not ready to let it heal; it was something she didn't want to spend the time doing. So, I have one cartilage piercing; she now has zero. Yeah,
1: I wanted to be cool like Alyssa because Alyssa has two on her cartilage, and she looks so cool with them—the little gold hoops. But I just Thank you. Uh, and so do you, you look so cool, but I just couldn't, I couldn't dedicate myself to it. Cause you can't sleep on that side. I don't know. I just didn't like it. No, I couldn't.
0: It, it, it's not, it wasn't your vibe. I felt like now I think the three is perfect. It's I perfect think that's perfect. good to go. Lauren, do you want to tell about your free diving feat this week? Oh my gosh. Well, as many of
1: you know, I am an athlete. I'm a free <laughs> diver and I I suffered my first free diving injury with a hood squeeze, which I told you all about. Well, yesterday yes. was my first day back in the water and your girl dove down 30 meters, which was my personal best. It was so exciting and I felt really happy about it.
0: I am so proud of you. Thank you, sis. I feel very excited Yeah, about Lauren's 30 meter. That's a really big deal. Like, I, I don't even know how many feet that is. How far is that? hundred feet? It's
1: a little bit over a hundred feet. Hang on. Let me see. No, it's not over a hundred feet. Yes, it is. 30 times 3.2. No, it's 98 feet, five inches.
0: <gasps> okay. That's, that's a big deal. You guys, that's like a 10 story building it's really far.
1: It's it makes really my far. heart
0: sink thinking about it. And also I'm just so excited to hopefully reach that level of athleticism. You're going to do it. Oh, thank you. We're
1: going to do it. It is, it was really cool going through the different layers, going down that deep. Cause we were at, um, a cenote in the middle of a lagoon and it is so wild it goes from really murky you can't see anything then it gets cold and really clear blue then it gets murky from the salt water and then you go into pitch black darkness and it gets warm again the water no way down 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 and you're passing through all these different atmospheres it's so cool
0: Down, down, down. I didn't realize it got warmer after the salt layer. It's warm again. Yeah. That is so wild. Mm -hmm. How exciting.
1: Yeah. It was really cool. I
0: I also want to drop one more little thing is that I was on a podcast and the episode just launched this week too. So the episode or the podcast is called Truth Through Transcendence with Erica Rose and I recorded an episode with her called Transcending Trauma. And she was one of my clients who found me through my story on our podcast. And I worked with her and now she had me come on and talk about transcending trauma, my, my journey through trauma, what I do in my coaching and also relationship with alcohol, just a lot of different things. It's a really cool episode. I'm really excited about it. So I will link it in the show notes, but if you want to go give that a listen, I love to support her too. She's a wonderful person. So, ooh, I can't yeah. wait. To- yeah. So, let's talk about getting horny. Yeah, tell us what's been happening inside your body. Yeah. I just have had a series of dreams. Uh with a person in it. Yep. Yeah, that was It was a person that I once made love (laughs) to. Oh my gosh. And you know what is wild is when we recorded our last episode, I think about how to have better sex and you talked about spontaneous versus responsive desire. Great episode, by the way, go listen to it. I thought I felt so much better in my body because I thought, well, I have not been horny this whole time Um, and you know, it's been about six months since, okay, five, it's been five whole months, but I just thought maybe I'll never be horny again. I'm not a person who experiences spontaneous arousal. It's just responsive. And then this week, something in my body has happened where I just feel a little bit rowdy. Are you Randy? I'm Randy. (laughs) Yeah, so I don't really know necessarily what that's going to look like for me. I've been browsing around on Hinge a little bit. It's a weird place, weird place. Talked about it once, could talk about it forever. Dating apps are just weird. And I
1: I think they're even weirder when you're in a foreign country, like especially... (laughs) This particular part of Mexico, it's like when I was on Hinge in San Diego, I mean, first of all, I literally met Shane there, which is so funny. I know. So many guys on there. I couldn't believe it. It was like I could have been with a different hot guy every night. Like they were so, so many handsome.
0: Men. So many men. So many men. Mm-hmm. So many men here. It's interesting because it's like a travel destination. So it's like if I see on somebody's profile – here for the next two weeks for some reason I've immediately turned off if someone's on vacation and they're on a dating app
1: mm. you know what I've
0: been that person though even if they're hot yeah I think I need to change my mindset around a little bit to it because for me it's just like you're spending your precious vacation time like finding a woman. But you know what? I do know those type of people. And I guess I've maybe done that before. I don't know. People are age. And it's like, for
1: example, I, is this something that actually happened to me? Or did I just make this up? I can't remember. For whatever reason, I felt like I met cool people on a dating app. Or maybe I remember somebody telling me that when they travel, they, that's when they turn on their dating apps. Because it's like, you can find fun things to do. Like you're kind of talking to people and like, what are you doing this weekend? What are you doing this weekend? And you sort of like meet friends, especially if you're traveling solo, you know?
0: Totally. You can like mingle with friend groups. I've thought yeah. about that. Like having maybe a fun, hot friend group. I mean, I'm making a friend group here. Unfortunately, I'm not H for anyone in the group. Yeah. <laughs> um. <laughs> But you know what? There's always there's just something different in living when you're age. It's yes. you're constantly aware of your state of
1: being. <laughs> yeah, you're heightened when you're H. I feel like people also know it. Like I used to be a walking around H ball. I was the horniest single person. It was like really hard for me to survive. It was exhausting. Yeah, <laughs>
0: like,
1: I, know. I, mean, I would. Go through periods of like, okay, I'm just going to work on my business and work, 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 and then I would just be like, I can't. Like, who's available? I'm so H. I would be like, dying. Who's
0: available? <laughs> oh and God. listen, I have done this work where I really do know what I deserve, right. and also that line gets a little bit blurry in your age. <laughs> you're like, am I going to be checking in on people I once? had sex with that was a great sex just to see where they're at in their life yeah I am you did that I did that yeah I did (laughs) (laughs) so as a person who's both
1: Camille's sister and just a loving friend I'm like I (laughs) want you to just notice your what you're doing right now because Ah. it has a lot to do with the fact that your age
0: doesn't it it has it's the only thing it has to do with is that I'm age well plus your age
1: you're single but it's like it's been a while you know you've finally like really got things finalized pretty yep. much um you're tan it's humid out. Everybody's wearing bikinis and board shorts. You have your little dog. You're the hottest you've ever been. Like, obviously, you're going to be H.
0: Thank you. Yeah. I've, when you put a lot of energy into yourself and like finding your glow, it's like, no, I am really glowing. And so is my downstairs (laughs) okay I just thought of something
1: I have been hornier too I'm just gonna say it I have been experiencing a lot of age wow it coincides with my meditation practice Uh, It it used to happen to me when I was single too. I can't believe I forgot about this, but I would sit down to meditate and immediately want to masturbate. Like I couldn't even, I would not let myself masturbate until I finished my meditation because it would be like my special treat. Like I would know that if I I meditated and I was present, then afterward I could have a special
0: pleasure power hour. And I I am not kidding you. I almost stopped meditating this morning to masturbate.
1: Okay, so you have to do what I do, which is you do not allow yourself to masturbate until you meditate and then that will get you to do your meditation.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I actually know that my little friend that I use is dead right now and I'm not going to I'm not going to charge it back up because I'm going to focus on doing my masturbation practice with skin on skin contact with myself. (laughs)
1: I have an update on that too for everybody who's listening and for you, but for our wolf.
0: Have you started to use a toy again?
1: Oh no. Okay. Well, let me, let me tell you a little bit. So when I first started connecting with my own clitoris with my hand, (laughs) instead (laughs) of using my Jimmy two shoes and all of my special equipment, I started by oh. special equipment for those of you who are listening. I mean, vibrators,
0: <laughs> dildo, special equipment, special equipment. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I can't.
1: Okay. So I would be masturbating with just my hand and it would take a while. Like, and that would be kind of the part that was frustrating for me is that if I just wanted a quick You know, blast off. Totally. It was just kind of like, oh my gosh, this is so frustrating or whatever. I'm here to tell you that the more you become acquainted with your own clit with your hand, I can now achieve orgasms so much faster. Like, not quite as fast as with a vibrator, but pretty damn close wow yeah
0: like it that's inspiring right there everybody (laughs)
1: yeah it's like practice it's practicing so you get used to it you get used to it your body kind of knows and then you can draw it out or have it happen quickly it's at least for me
0: okay I'm inspired because that's true it sometimes like this morning you know I'm like I could just knock a few out real quickly. <laughs> snap, snap,
1: snap. Yes,
0: yes. And I didn't. And then I moved on to dancing instead. Right but I left. wanted to go back to what you said about uh, meditation because yes, that's wonderful. And I also do a little bit of Reiki on myself some mornings when I'm feeling called to it and been working a lot with the root chakra lately, putting hands a lot on the Yoni. Yeah. And that actually feels really sacred to me. Like doing my meditation, I keep my hands down there, and then doing a little bit of Reiki work. But it's making me—I feel like it's correlating with my image. Yeah,
1: so, it's turning you right on, isn't it?
0: It's so <laughs> difficult to be horny. You're making decisions based off of sex. Yeah, and but this- it's also
1: fun, and I feel like this is an important conversation too to have because when you're single, which I'm assuming about 50% of our listeners are 50% of the wolf pack, you're probably single. Cause every time I put up a poll on my Instagram, single together, kind of complicated. It's like 50% pretty much. Yeah. It's important to give yourself some leeway because Camille and I have talked about both having sacred sex and like making that so special between you and another person and also giving yourself some leeway not to be, you know, walked all over or try not to put yourself in a situation that sucks big time. But it, when you're horny, it's
0: hard to not give in to temptation a little bit, baby, and have some sex, like have some yeah, fun, you know? I know. Just because you're on. And you know what? This is what, what is it? We have to just give ourselves a little break sometimes because we are still in a human body. Like I feel like right now in the past couple of months is kind of the past year and a half. Really. I've been dedicating to like finding my worth, finding my voice, knowing to set my boundaries and stuff. And also it's like sometimes everything isn't healthy. (laughs) Yeah. And that stuff is really tempting. Like, I don't know, texting your ex, fuck you big time, you know, when you've been really holding back and you've been doing great because you're on a healing journey or wanting to do sex with. Yes. Okay. Let's clarify. So if it feels like you need
1: to say, fuck you big time, then you should just say, fuck you big time sometimes.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I think so. I don't know. I I've kind of been on this train of like, just hold back and don't say, and then it's like, You know what? My higher self actually wants me to tell the person, fuck you. (laughs) (laughs) Right. It wants me to be courageous. It is sick of holding silent.
1: (laughs) Okay. So you have to say it. Yeah.
0: So that's kind of the same thing with my Yoni. It's not like, because if I'm being realistic with myself, I have been married. I know what I want in a long-term partner. I do. And also what am I just never going to have like crazy wild sex or like a couple random makeouts and stuff. No, I'm not just going to like only seek just for my husband. Like I'm in my mid twenties. Like I feel like I need to also have a little bit of fun. You
1: do sister. That's so fun. Yeah. Plus if you're just aiming straight for the husband, I always say it's hard because when we're dating, we want everybody we we're kind of trying to see unless you're poly or you have different views on dating or whatever but it's like you're kind of seeing is this person my life partner you know but it's hard because sometimes you can't tell that for a little while like I if somebody if when I met Shane even though I did write in my journal he was your husband he was my husband but I also loved to say that it was like my favorite thing to say about people was like this person is probably my husband, <laughs> but yeah. I did in my journal, I wrote his uh, name, which I didn't normally do, but I wouldn't have known that for sure. After our first couple of hangouts, you know, it's like, you have to have some fun.
0: Yeah, you are so right. I feel like I need to make that line between having fun and finding my husband, because ultimately I trust in the universe that my person isn't passing me by. So whether I'm in my really fun phase, slut ho phase, or if I'm just hanging out, relaxing with Rudy every single day, I know that my person isn't going to pass me by. So yeah. Yep. Totally. Finding trust in that.
1: Well, I think too, that when I think about when I was single, There were so many things that I was doing just kind of intuitively that I didn't realize were really great for when you are in that in-between phase. I think we've talked about this before, like when we talked about the dating after heartbreak and just kind of like getting yourself back together. But in a different way, I want to talk about today how to activate that horny energy that like sexual energy if you're in a place where you're not feeling horny because it's like one thing yes. you're not feeling horny and it's giving yourself permission to have you know some one night stands if that feels good or do some casual dating if that feels good or dabble in a threesome if that feels good. But if you're not mm-hmm. feeling horny at all, kind of like what you were saying before like the past you know couple of months you were just like maybe I'm just responsive horny because I'm not (laughs) at all so there's a lot that we can do to activate that sexual energy and that's what I want to talk about today
0: yeah I want to talk about that too let's kick us off I do think that's important because you can kind of come to this place where you're feeling like I'm completely uninterested in people altogether, but ultimately if you're wanting that and wanting to find partnership, you have to start opening up that door. Even if that's not with other people, if it's within yourself first, I think you need to open it up. So I'm excited to hear and talk about this.
1: Yeah. So I, a lot of people have probably heard that creative energy is sourced from the same place as our sexual energy so when you think about like a really sexy scene in a movie, usually there's movement, the music is right, the lighting is right. And of course this is Hollywood, okay? So we're not saying that this needs to be every sex scene, but there's an element of dance, of song, of primal nature when we think about very sexy experiences. Even if you're into like rough sex, you know, like somebody choking you and fucking you, yeah. it's pretty primal, you know, like it's <laughs> And so, um, some of the ways that we activate this, and I'm going to go into each one in detail, because I feel like <laughs> if I just said, "Okay, it you to activate your sexual energy, you dance, you sing, you create, and you play games, and like get into more, <laughs> your inner child," you'd be like, "Okay, that's so boring." But I want to be really specific about what I mean when I say that those things are incredibly important. Anything that you've kind of poo-pooed as something that you're not good at, which a lot of us have. It's like, oh, I'm not good at singing. I'm not good at dancing. I'm not good at art. I, um, I find it really hard to just sort of let loose unless I'm drinking or, you know, mm-hmm. whatever. If that's you, this is something that you must focus on or just must start opening yourself up to is these elements of play.
0: Yes. I totally agree. Wait, side note. I just realized that that might be why I'm more H lately. Cause I have been dancing and singing every single day. <laughs> I'm telling you
1: it, it unlocks you.
0: Yes. I've been like listening to music and let my body. Okay. Well, come on. Let's talk about it because I, I'll, I want to talk about what I've been doing lately too. <laughs> yes. Okay. So
1: let's talk about dancing first. I can't recommend enough gathering up a playlist for yourself or it can even be a soundtrack like for me my soundtrack that I danced to for basically an entire year was uh a star is born <laughs> a star is born the soundtrack yes. I say that and that's the kind of music that I like to dance to because it helps me emote but whatever it is that you like to dance to I encourage something that feels like you can really expand your body With that music, create a playlist and clear a little space in your area so that you can like really dance, really dance. Or if you have a gym, I used to do this too, a gym that has a, not a dance room, but like a group classroom. Yeah. Like a yoga room. Yeah. Like a yoga room or where they do even, they bring in spin bikes and then they put them away after the class or whatever if you go to your gym early in the morning and use that as your own personal dance studio, it nobody will see you because it's so early in the morning and it feels so good to have a studio. A lot of times they have the little ballet bars around. So really moving music through your body and feeling what that feeling is like because that's where that sexual energy comes from. It's the rhythm
0: of nature. Yes. Oh my God. I forgot about the studio dancing and I feel like I'm going to go do, cause I know our gym has one here. I think that it's important to mention that this is not, it's different than the type of dancing you're like doing at a bar with friends when you're kind of like, yeah, you know, just bobbing the reason I recommend doing this at home first too is because you really want to get, this is a great way to also open up some vulnerability like within yourself. So just listening to the music and almost doing like interpretive dance moves. I used to be very reject. I used to reject that a lot. (laughs) And now I can understand like, sometimes I'll watch people do dance videos and it will inspire me to kind of just get up and like, Oh yeah. Like feel through your body, do kind of slower movements. Can you touch your body? Can you, sometimes I lay on the floor and just move my arms and my legs. Like I really go for it.
1: Yes. Yes. You can imagine communicating with your body. Like if you're in, in, if you've ever been in an acting class or an improv class, Actors who are really phenomenal move emotion through their bodies. You can see it in the way that they act. You can see it if you've ever been to an improv show or comedy, the way somebody stands or moves, it communicates something. So, when you move your body in a way that's really expansive and feels so good, and you're stretching and moving, I always like to have a scarf when I'm doing this kind of dancing and i kind of like twirl the scarf around and really make it an experience and it is vulnerable but it's really special and it holy shit if it doesn't activate your sexual energy
0: yeah it it does feel really special if you're feeling like you have no idea how to do this kind of movement actually incorporating yoga has been really helpful i there are just so many free youtube experiences that you can follow. And if you do like, I would recommend a restorative or yin yoga class. And you can kind of just in each pose, just kind of wiggle around. If whatever pose you're in at the time, can you add more movement? Can you move your arms? Can you shake your head around like really incorporating? Cause then you're not having to make it up on the spot. If you're feeling like you're more analytical and it's hard for you to break away from like structure, start with a more structured class or video that you're following and then see if you can just add a little bit more of your own movement. Okay.
1: We are going to be moving on to our next creative endeavors to activate our sexual energy. We are having a hell of a time with our Mexican Wi-Fi, or we think it's that some kind of technical issue where we yeah. can't see Camille then we can't hear me. Then we're moving to our phones. So you have really been sticking with us. If you can hear it, we're not even sure. And so we're going to move on to the next phase of this, which is singing and activating our throat chakra and allowing sounds that are not as much like words to come out of our bodies. So Mm. we think of sexual expression, There's moaning involved, there's gasping involved, there's whispering, there's loud sounds that don't sound like plain language. Yeah. Activates those same channels. When we sing, even if we think that we're terrible at singing, and this I'm going to hit on this point again about the being terrible at creative stuff, because I want to hammer that in. But even if you think you're bad at singing, you can still sing. Singing is not only for people who sound like Adele. I mean, come on.
0: Yeah, although I know that we all think we sound like that in the shower. It is not only that. I also, I want to throw one thing in it though around the throat chakra is that a lot of people have a lot of damage in this area. So even more so than dancing, singing can be a really big challenge if you have not addressed your early lifetime experiences. And I say that as a person who had a damaged throat chakra due to a traumatic event, using our voice, you know, making different sounds, even just on our own, not in front of people, but can feel really vulnerable for people. And that's usually if the dorsal vagal nervous system is affected. And that, that system is in line of, immobility, fear, and dissociation. So if you've experienced a large event, that can be traumatized, which makes it really hard to sing and use your voice. So one, one little tip that I'll, I'll tell you, which I learned in a really great book called In an Unspoken Voice by Peter Levine, great psychiatrist of our time. He has a technique called somatic experiencing, which is where this is for a trauma healing Venture but focus around the throat chakra. There is a noise that we can do and express that helps to heal that channel within us. And it's the the letters V O pronounced like U, but with a V in the front. So just making doing an inhale and exhale doing this. Vo. And vo saying that word helps to repair the dorsal vagal nervous system. So that's just a way to start incorporating noise and speech and also healing the nervous system all in one. Mm. So after we get in touch with that and we can sort of build a relationship with a settled nervous system, it becomes easier to express through the throat chakra. Mm. I love that. Thank you. It's, really- it's something that I do in my coaching. You have people say VU? Yes, I teach the VU technique. Yeah, it's really good for people who have a damaged nervous system, specifically the dorsal vagal, not so much the sympathetic fight or flight, but even one layer deeper than that, which is in charge of a lot of anxiety, fear, panic, dissociation, stuff like that. Wow. I love
1: it so great so you can see this stuff I approach it more from a it's kind of like this intuitive thing that comes up but the intuition is now being (laughs) proven by science like that is a very scientific explanation for why singing and why expressing through the throat channel is so important.
0: Yeah, it really is. It all ties together so beautifully. And if we can't be in touch with that part of ourselves, it's also hard to sexually express our needs. Mm -hmm. So it really comes full circle. And if you're wanting to heal your relationship with your sexual experience and with your partner, emoting more emotions, doing this work on your own and singing, expressing, moving stuff through your body, it really helps to connect it all. Totally. Yeah. So I also use that in before I do meditation or breath work, I do a couple inhales and exhales, the boo noise, because it's not the same as singing when it's high pitched. It's also reaching down to your root chakra and the sacral chakra, which is down at the base, like your yoni, your womanhood, your manhood, whatever is down there, your power center, those noises are also activating that center. So, of course, it makes you feel more sexually charged and excited. Totally. Which
1: reminds me of not just singing to turn on your sexual energy, but also chanting, oming, like any of these more uh, contemplative sounds in repetition are really helpful yeah
0: yeah Yeah. exactly and it's not as nerve-wracking like just putting on music and trying to sing I know that for me especially if you've listened to our episode on my healing journey which was I think season two episode one it can be really scary to sing out loud like I said if you have trauma in the area so doing almost more noises and um things that you know again you can find the chance you can find these sounds you can find a way to connect with the the voice before you're just bla- <laughs> blaring Fergie and Adele and <laughs> trying to sing out loud
1: <laughs> yes that's good it's something I didn't think of I didn't yeah I- forget that that can be something that's so blocked off. I know it can be in communication, but I forget that it's a thing with singing.
0: Yes, it is particular. It's, it's pretty wild. I've had a handful of clients now who all have that same blockage who felt like they sang until they had a sort of traumatic experience, not sort of, they did have a traumatic experience and that kind of got shut off for them. Mm -hmm. So reintroducing that in sound before singing words is actually really helpful mm. yeah. it's so wonderful thank you for thank sharing you. that info today what was that We could link the book that you said yeah I'll link the book it's called in an unspoken voice it's yeah. fabulous it's about somatic experiencing he's one of the best psychiatrists in the trauma field right now peter levine his most popular book is waking the tiger i think which i haven't read but This book is all about reconnecting with emotion and how to work through trauma to come back to a more regulated nervous system.
1: That is so amazing.
0: Yeah, that's fabulous. And I always just go like that noise is a really safe noise. And it's also just a way to repair a lot of damage. The boo sound, boo. So,
1: yeah. Well, geez. Okay, well, I'm going to put you on the hot spot again talking about creating art as a way to activate the sexual energy
0: inside of you. Oh my gosh. Yes. This is another thing that I had been pretty creative as a young kid. And then I, you know, I loved pottery. I loved art. I loved that part of myself. And as I got older, I kind of more fell in line with academics in math and science. So I had sort of lost, or just lost touch with that creative piece of myself and how much I love to do art. And so as I healed from trauma, and as I was going in and out of phases of dissociation, it was really intense, my healing journey for me, my trauma healing. I recognized that it was really hard to put thought into words. And so I started painting, I went to a painting store, I picked out some stuff that called to me and just like some beginner painter supplies, like a little book of painting sheets and acrylic paints, you know, stuff that's simple. And I started painting to sort of express the emotion that I was going through. And some days it was just, you know, some lines and not super great. And then sometimes I would have these visions that came to me and I would paint these women. I ended up painting a lot of, a lot of colorful women actually (laughs) at the time. And it just felt so good. Yeah. It also kept me very present. It kept me really engaged and able to focus on something other than, kind of, you know, being going through a really painful time in my life. And now I just feel like that's so important to get your, to emote through something other than words sometimes, because journaling can do a lot. And also it can kind of make your mind race. Mm. So getting into something where you're actually focused on creating instead of getting your feelings out, if that makes sense, and just kind of see what flows out of you. Yeah, it does make sense. And
1: it, it what's important to remember here is like, if you actually think of what you did as a kid, you know, we often sing and dance and do little funny things and make sounds, a lot of cooing and, and as we get older, we stop doing that when the focus becomes more on what are you good at? right so then it's like if you're not good at singing you kind of stop doing that in pursuit of what you are good at but it's important to keep our creative channels open and to keep letting go of like I've worked with a lot of clients and their assignments have been like your assignment is to go get colored pencils and literally just scribble stuff like create something. You can do paints or pencils, but just making it really simple. And the feedback that comes back so often is like, I wanted to stop doing it because I felt like I wasn't good at it. And Mm. that when we're activating these more creative outlets, it's important to keep reminding ourselves, this isn't with a goal in mind this isn't with a goal in mind. And that translates so much into sex because when we go into sex with, I'm doing this to come, or I'm doing this because my partner wants me to, or I'm doing this because for any reason other than because I'm enjoying it, that's when we start getting in our heads more. That's when it becomes more of a chore. That's when we don't feel as turned on or sexy. So they really go hand in hand because regardless or no matter the, the outlet, whether it's singing, dancing, doing funny things, creating art, whatever it is, can you let go
0: of the outcome and just enjoy the modality? Yes, that is so beautiful. I was thinking how much it connected to sex. Mm -hmm. as we were talking about it because it's not it's not so much a full body experience as singing and dancing are but it is a way to release your expectation and just do what feels good in the moment and that's so important during sex Mm -hmm. and I want to say again for the analytical minds I know, and I have given that assignment and had a client be like, I literally just couldn't do it because I didn't know exactly what I wanted to do. And that is when I would recommend taking a painting class or going to one of those pottery studios. There are a lot of group, I don't know if you've ever heard this app Groupon, but they have experiences. And you can choose like an art category and just See what's local in your area. It's discounted coupons for fun classes. So going to a paint class, because you're not the one thinking of the idea, but you're kind of following more of a structure. But it's a way to at least get that creative energy kick started Because a lot of us are so far removed from creativity. We like can't, it, it becomes analysis paralysis in this thing that's supposed to be free. <laughs>
1: totally. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. My- that is so funny that I used to be obsessed with Groupon's. I don't even know if those I. Are me things. too. They have to be a thing.
0: They're totally a thing
1: still. Like yeah, I remember going to places only that I could use a Groupon at.
0: Me too. I loved Groupon. I would give them for Christmas gifts. Remember, we oh always <laughs> yes, we would always do the experiences like total Groupon,
1: so much fun. Remember when we took Mom and Brett on that wine. <sighs> like boating adventure yeah and then the whale watching we like all were vomiting yeah Yeah, we were all we saw hundreds of dolphins that was the most amazing thing I've ever seen I still think about that to this day I was so nauseous but we saw a pod of dolphins I feel like it was thousands I it was the whole I think it was thousands it was the most amazing thing I've ever seen
0: I have pictures of the dolphins up bending and performing for us in the air like these are completely wild we were in the san diego bay yeah i have never seen something like that before no
1: me either me either that was fun i want to do more
0: groupons
1: that actually was really fun okay this is your next assignment if you're listening to this the next thing i have on my list here is to just play doing things that feel like play and it will be different for everybody but what feels like play is it actually playing with play-doh creating legos i'm not trying to make you a child but what i'm saying is do you have something that just is fun like going to a trampoline park or going to an amusement park
0: something that just gets your jollies going Yes, you go on that same walk every day and you see that elementary school swing set that you pass by every day. Can you take a couple minutes and go and swing? <laughs>
1: yes, go swing, do the monkey bars. Make sure you protect your hands because you might get ripped. rips. What are those called again? Rips, rips. <laughs> yes,
0: rips. Ow. Were they called rips? They were called rips ew that's gross our gymnast background and you would just get rips on your hands
1: <laughs> get rips those were so aggressive <gasps> those oh my god,
0: awful no but it's so important to play and man I give this assignment again to so many clients and you find something that helps them play I love playing at the beach in the water, like not going to just lay out. I know that we all do that and you don't want to get sand on your body, but you do have a shower, Susie. Yeah. You will be clean again. Can you just like roll around in the sand? Sometimes I pick up handfuls of sand and just uh, rub my legs with it, exfoliate, like actually be a kid wherever you are, not just thinking about, and again, I will say this again, this takes healing the relationship with your inner child. If you don't know how to play or like you are so serious, it's probably linked to experiences or something that's gone on in your childhood. Like not wanting to feel cool enough or having to grow up really fast because you had to be an apparent figure to like other siblings. Or I've just noticed that that correlates when people don't have a touch with play is something has happened. So again, man, going back to heal those experiences, heal those inner children and get more in touch with your creative fun
1: side. Right. And I also think that you don't have to do necessarily one before the other. Like, yes, encouraging yourself to play can't hurt you. If you feel like you can't do it, but Next time you go to the beach, you flop in the water and it might feel a little bit silly or something, but you flop in the water or you start dancing at home when you're by yourself or you start singing in the car or really trying, making the voo sound. It's not like you have to first address the trauma and then begin the play you can, with your body, begin to heal that stuff and then let it take you down its own course. It doesn't have to be, uh, and I know you're saying that, Camille, but I just want to say that you can do these things in tandem. Because let's say, for example, you go to the beach and you're wanting to play and you realize, crap, I literally don't know how to do this, or I feel so paralyzed, I feel so stuck that's a really great thing to take to a coach or a therapist or to do some reading on. Like, why am I, why do I have so much of this resistance in me? So
0: where yeah. we
1: have resistance is where we have an opportunity for growth. And so if these things make you feel uncomfortable, that's actually good. It's good. It's okay. You're not doing it wrong. And I, I feel like, this not doing it wrong is just important to keep saying because a lot of times if I give an assignment like this and somebody feels like they don't know how to do it, then they feel guilt and shame for not knowing how to play or for not being able to air quotes, let loose. So totally. all of this for you is good information. It's like, oh shit, I didn't even realize that I wasn't playing. And whoa, okay, I feel really uncomfortable with with play. I don't know how to do it. I feel stupid. Like, I think other people are watching me. I'm paralyzed by that, you know, good. Okay. That's all stuff to write down. Take note of it. How are you feeling in your body?
0: All of it is good information. Yeah, that's a really great point. And I love that you said that this can happen in tandem. It can happen. There's not a guidelines of you have to do heal your trauma and then you can start playing. No, sometimes you can just just do what you're called to doing. And like Lauren said, just take note. If you're feeling really triggered or really shameful or stupid for not being able to know, then that's something that you can work through. So I love that. I'm wanting to play now.
1: I do too. I'm feeling very playful.
0: Me too.
1: (laughs) I think I'm going to put on some colors and go to the gym.
0: Yeah, me too. I just I want to remind everybody that and I know Lauren has said this and I think we mentioned it a couple times in the episodes but it's okay if you feel embarrassed or sad that these things aren't coming to you easily. Like if you're hearing these things which are pretty, you know, universal singing, dancing, playing, creating, And you're feeling sad about that, that's okay. It's okay to feel into that and notice that maybe you have lost that relationship with yourself. You feel like you have a little unhealed, you know, inner child in you that can't like break free of singing. That's okay. That's why we bring these things up because all of these things really aren't just about singing dancing doing music it really spills over into every part of your rela- your relationships and your life mm-hmm. and specifically what we're talking about today our sexual side our sensual nature right so yeah yeah it's really interesting how in
1: order to fully be expressed in our sexuality we do need to understand our inner children and there's an it's an interesting relationship there because we're so terrified of mentioning child plus sex but kids are born as sexual beings they're uninhibited they're excited and there's something about that that's so pure and so wonderful and I feel like we all have a desire to have that kind of Freedom in our sexuality, we do yeah. have that kind of freedom, that kind of playfulness, that kind of exploratory nature, the curiosity, all of those things that we can shut off as kids if we experience trauma or we experience somebody telling us that good girls and boys don't do that, you know? So it's like, mm. those things are very much connected with our sexuality. And I hope that we yeah. make that clear today. I also want to say that if you don't want to do this alone or you'd like some support, Camille and I are hosting our first retreat together. Whoa! Yes, Yes. (laughs) Big announcement. We are so excited. It's going to be February 17th to 20th. Yes, February 17th to 20th. And we are going to be Diving into the things that we discussed today. So if it sounds like fun to dance in sisterhood to dance with us, our mom is going to be there. <laughs> We're doing oh a God. retreat here in Tulum. Spaces are limited, and our v i w p on our Patreon is going to be the first to know and the first to receive our early bird discount offerings.
0: So, again, that is patreon.com slash the sexton. If you want to be the first to receive our early bird discount, we are so excited about our first retreat, y'all. We are planning some really exciting stuff in Tulum. It's going to be so wonderful.
1: Not to mention, the Airbnb is everything, the food yeah. is going to be off the charts. The connection, the joy, and not like this vortex of an experience. I just, if I wasn't us, I would be so excited to be coming. To this,
0: <laughs> signing up for it. You know Me what I too. mean? Me too. I yeah. am still so excited. Me too.
1: Yeah, I'm so excited. So, again, we're hosting our first retreat February 17th to the 20th in Tulum. If this is something that really tickles your fancy and you're like, It's a must for me, baby. Then head over to patreon.com slash the sex and we'll be posting details there soon.
0: Yeah. And just a reminder, we are not going to be hosting an episode for next week, which is November 30th, but we will be back for more exciting episodes after that. We hope you have a fabulous holiday, some time with your family, friends, loved ones, and we love you. See you in two weeks. Happy Thanksgiving. Ow, ow, ow!